This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Nah, I don't eat eggs. You don't eat eggs? No. Ever? No. Scrambled? No. A hard-boiled egg? No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Patrick Mahomes, the magic show, is here in Oakland pulling the rabbit out of the hat and handing the rabbit to Travis Kelsey. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off this in the age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Touchdown! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So you're more of a traditional Hark, Christmas Hark music. Hark the Herald player. Angels sing. I like that. Hark the Herald Angels oh, yeah. sing. Yeah, I like that. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me, as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sal, and sporting his best Bethany Swedes (laughs) colored sweater. Steve, you made your trip up to the board today to meet the new Bethany College head football coach. I was going to follow along with it, but the stream did not work, so I was waiting here patiently, and now the Swedes, now both McPherson County teams have got head coaches. And they're bo- it's interesting because both of them have their pedigree as being an offensive coordinator. And offense is where it's at in college football now. Kern White is the new coach at Bethany. Uh, he's been on the staff of Kent Kessinger up at Ottawa. And the great man himself, Ted Kessinger, introduced him uh, at the press conference today. And Kern White's first thing he said, Coach K, I'm going to lean on you a lot. I'm going to be picking your brain a lot. So he's got both sides of the Kessinger coaching tree with Ted there, and then, of course, having served on Kent's staff. Now, of course, he'll be going up against Kent. He'll be master against Pupil, you know, next season when Ottawa plays Bethany. But I think it's a good hire for the Swedes. Uh, he's a young guy, a lot of energy, enthusiasm. Has Very like, similar to you. Well. Young guy, enthusiasm, energy. I, well, I think he must be polar opposite of me, though. Ooh. Because I have no energy, and I'm not a young guy. And a little salty What's our other word we use? Snarky. Oh, you are a little snarky, I'm very too. snarky, yes. I've been told I'm very snarky. But, but no, Kern, I think Kern will be a, a nice hire. Got to talk to him, uh, you know, just for a couple minutes there. And uh, uh, hitting the ground running, he wants to. He really wants to recruit that Smoky Valley high school football team. He feels like there's some really terrific guys that can step right in and play. Ethan Wampler, I'm sure, comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Conrad Peterson. Oh, yeah. What about Timmy Lambert? Oh, how can you forget him? Yeah, Timmy Lambert, 1,000-yard rusher. There's some really good players. Of course, Coach Lambert had a great year for the Swedes this year, undefeated in the regular season. I think they won a couple playoff games before losing to Pratt. So uh, uh, I think he'll do a good job. But uh, anyway, up there today at Lindsborg, or Lindsborg, I love all my people up there at Lindsborg. Did you stop into the thrift store and I get yourself some underwear and I did. some shorts? I didn't. New, the, new pack of t-shirts. But Duck was there. Ooh. Friend of the show. Big friend of the show. And, uh, of course, Ted Kessner, my my good old buddy Gary Sambo is there. And of course, Oh, yeah. And, of course, Mogi. Mogi. Yep. The Mogi musings. I'm surprised I haven't received well, them Well, I think today. Mogi was waiting until after today's announcement to do his musings. Well, sure. Steve, some 
very strange news in the sports world, at least for former Chiefs quarterback Alex Smith. Remember a couple of weeks ago when he had that broken leg in the game? Brutal. So it sounds like some of the surgeries, some of the healing process with that leg have taken a turn for the worst and that he's been getting all these different infections within that leg and that things are not going very well for Alex Smith right now and that he's been going to all these different surgeries and that it's been a bad 24, 48 hours for him and that all signs, if this pace continues, he might not be playing much more football ever again. Well, Alex Smith, if they can't get this leg figured out. Yeah, he's what thirty four, and you know. Well, he was at Utah in like oh five. Yeah, so he, uh, you know, his legs. That's one of the things that makes him such a great quarterback is his ability to run, scramble. Thirty four, uh, thirty five, thirty six, somewhere in there. Yeah, so I, you just want the, you just want Alex Smith to be able to walk again. That's what I want. Uh, the heck with playing football. I just want him to be able to walk in and live a normal life. Yeah, it sounds like he's just having all sorts of different complications with this injury. And we talked about it a little bit. He is 34. We talked about it a little bit in the offseason about his career and especially his time with the Chiefs making the transition from Alex Smith into Patrick Mahomes and how much Alex Smith meant to the Chiefs franchise in terms of getting them turned around. Because it's hard for people to remember all of the problems that were happening with this Chiefs team, 2010, 11, then the disaster of a year in 2012 when they were 2-14. and 14. Alex Smith, say what you want about the guy, whether he was a game manager, whether you think he was an average NFL quarterback, but the guy brought consistency. He brought a steadiness to this team, and so did Andy Reid. And you look at his numbers and his time with Kansas City, and you have to understand that he was a top six quarterback in the NFL throughout that stretch, top eight quarterback in yeah. that stretch because he kept the Chiefs in the playoffs. He kept them relevant in the AFC West. He kept them in every game, too. And we have talked about a lot, too, this streak that the Chiefs are on with their record against the AFC West. I think they've won 21 of their last 22. Right. Well, 17 of the 21 or 17 of that stretch, they're Alex Smith. And he was so good in the AFC West. And yeah, you said it, they didn't get blown out very many times. Now, a couple of times in the postseason, uh, a couple yeah. of, a couple of uh, games yeah, yeah. with the Titans game, Colts. the Steelers game, the 38-10 to 10 game against the Colts, yeah. a couple of uh, games that make my spine shiver. But Alex Smith was steady, and he won a postseason game against the Texans, something that no Chiefs quarterback did for more than two decades. So I think the Chiefs fans owe a lot to Alex Smith, not only for his play, but also for how he handled things last year. Oh, yeah. And at least in my mind, I thought Alex Smith would be the quarterback of this team this year. I did. I thought that they would give Patrick Mahomes one more year to try and learn from everything from Alex Smith, learn the offense under Andy Reid. I thought they'd give him one more year. Well, I, the reason they didn't, and the reason I didn't think he'd be the quarterback this year, is because of his his number against the salary cap would have been monstrous. Right. And when you got Patrick Mahomes at much much less money, uh, you know they felt like his home run potential. I'm talking about Mahomes outweighs the consistency that Alex Smith brought. It's been interesting to follow that transition. Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes, because you see it sometimes around the NFL 
that starting quarterbacks do not take the backup, the rookie, the new guy under their wing. There are quarterbacks that don't do it. I, w- I heard some interview the other day where they were talking about how Drew Brees never even lets the backup take the second team reps in terms of getting ready for a game every week. And that there are different ways to handle every situation. And Alex Smith was a pro about it last year. And not only did he handle the situation well, but Alex Smith had the best year of his five years in Kansas City, statistically. Yeah. So I hope everything goes well with Alex Smith. I hope he is playing quarterback again for the Redskins here pretty soon because that guy was a big part of this turnaround. And I don't know if everybody realizes it yet that it hasn't been that long ago that the Chiefs were 2-14 and 14 was and, that, and were bad. Was that when Romeo was there? Romeo, Romeo. Where art thou, Romeo? Well, he's a D.C. now for... He was with the Texans. Yeah, he's a D.C. for the Texans, and they're really good right now. Well, they're rolling, yeah. But he's one he's of those... He's got some nice Romeo players on Cornell that side, Romeo Cornell is too. one of those guys, kind of like Josh McDaniels at New England... They're born to be an assistant coach. You put them in charge. Remember, he was the interim coach, and then when Todd Haley got fired or left or whatever happened yeah, with the that. Yeah, Chiefs had quite a cast of characters coaching there for a while. They had Gunther. Gunther Cunningham. Todd Haley. <laughs> Herm. I liked Herm. You play to win the game. Romeo Cornell. Yeah. Because he, t- he took over as the interim, and then they gave him the job in 2012. Yeah. In 2012. Ugh. Yeah. Two and fourteen. Let's face it. And Big Red's the best coach they had since Marty was there, Marty Ball. And you know, I I love Marty. I had a chance one time. Uh, the late Vance Carlson uh, had me down to Hutchinson with Marty. They just got done playing golf. I, Marty says, or uh, Vance says, you want to interview Marty? So come down to Hutch. So I, I went down to Hutch. Had a little had a little dinner with Marty and uh, Vance, and it was a good What'd time. What'd you eat? I think it was steak. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not a state guy, but I woofed it down. No, I'm sure you did. Well, I picked it down, I guess. Some other Chiefs news today, Steve. Kelvin Benjamin, formerly of the Buffalo Bills and several other teams, most notably, I guess, the Carolina Panthers. Kelvin Benjamin was visiting with the Chiefs today. And funny story about Kelvin Benjamin. He's had a really horrible year with the Bills. And part of it is that they've had no quarterback throughout that team this year. But Kelvin Benjamin is a serious weapon. And when you look at his physical attributes, oh, six foot five, chiseled, 245 pounds, can block. Kelvin Benjamin is a guy that, if they got him figured out, oh. then that could be another missing X factor on this Chiefs team and yet just another weapon for well, just, Patrick Mahomes. Just think of. Chris Conley at about two inches and about 25, 30 pounds, and you've got Kelvin Benjamin. You know it's a bad sign? Well, I think this says a little bit about Kelvin Benjamin and his quarterbacks this year. He's been targeted 62 times this year. You want to take a guess at how many catches he has? 21. 23. Wow. 23 out of 62 well, Josh Allen. is not good. Josh Allen doesn't complete like Nathan Peterman. Oh, God. Mr. Peterman, yeah. 23 catches, 354 yards, and one touchdown. But he's a former number one draft pick of Carolina. Remember his rookie year, 2014, 73 catches, 1,008 yards, nine touchdowns. If the Chiefs could get that performance out of Kelvin Benjamin, then there's just another weapon in the arsenal. What what did he do in Carolina to get banished to Buffalo? That's like football Siberia. It's not great. Yeah. I think he, him and Cam Newton are not the best of friends anymore. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. 
That'll happen to you. But you you put boy Calvin Benjamin is another that'd just be another weapon. Florida State. Yeah. Famous Jameis. Yeah. National champion. Mm-hmm. Steve, are you excited for the Chiefs and the Ravens this week? I am. Do you think that's a game that the it's Chiefs should win? Scary. I find this the scariest. I find it to be a scary game, too. It's the too. scariest game of the year because the Ravens are always good on defense. And they, they have they, now they lost their running back, Sir Alex Collins. My guy, Buddha. He's, he's out for the year. So you say this is the scariest game for the Chiefs left on their schedule. So you're saying this game is scarier than the Chargers? I think so. You're saying this game is scarier than the Seahawks on the road? At the second loudest stadium in the NFL, I think that's a scary game too. And then you got the Raiders, and so Raiders at home that should be a gimme. But these next three games, Chiefs could realistically lose all three. I don't think they, they could. Will. I, I think they could. I don't think they will. But I just got this feeling they're going to go one and two, and then beat Oakland. They're going to go two and two and finish twelve and four. Are you saying one of those losses comes to the Chargers, or are you thinking maybe one of those losses comes? To the Seahawks, one of the Ravens, because one and two, if one of those losses is the Chargers, I think the Chiefs beat, are in some trouble. I think they're going to beat the Chargers. It's a Thursday night game, short week, and lose to the Ravens and Seahawks. Right, but short week, LA has to travel halfway across the country. Uh, Chargers don't have a very tough. They've got the Bungles, I think, this week. The Bunglers, Cincinnati Bunglers. I think that's who they play. I'm pulling it up. It's not fast enough. Yeah, they play. The Bengals. There are and, people that say it, Bengals. And I not, say Bengals. And they're not going to win another game because they've lost their quarterback, and they've just kind of mailed it in now. So so the Chargers, Chargers are going to come to town. They could very well be tied a week from today. When That's the team I'm afraid of. Yeah. It really is. Not that I think the Chargers are better, but if, I think they're but playing well. But if Melvin well, Gordon is still out, then I feel a lot better about that game. Phillip Rivers, even though he – is a little bit of a whiner. A little bit? He's a little bit of a whiner. Ugh. He makes me nervous. He needs some cheese with that wine. Because he can't beat the Chiefs unless Chase Daniel is the starting quarterback. Yeah. And this just makes me a little scared that the Chiefs have played so well this year, and I think we talked about it earlier this week, that how much the narrative changes on this team if they don't finish strong. And that's going to transition nicely into something I want to talk about in a minute. But if this team does not finish strong, number one, I don't think they win the West. Number two, they're going to have to go on the road in the first round of the playoffs. And who knows what happens if you end up going into a place like Houston, like Pittsburgh. There are some scary games out there, especially with how well the Texans are playing. I guess they probably wouldn't end up playing the Colts because the Colts might end up being a wild card team. But been, imagine playing that team right now. It's been interesting to watch. I, you know, I watch a lot of sports talk shows. Since the Chiefs have lost, you're a part of one. So, yeah, but but TV talk, you know, TV talk shows. It's amazing since the Chiefs have lost Kareem Hunt. How the so-called experts, pundits, whatever you want to call them, they're writing the Chiefs off. It's just like no long. It's New England now. New England's the team to beat, and then people are thinking Pittsburgh's the second team to beat. And then Houston and then Kansas City. They've kind of fallen to number four in the eyes of the pundits. What do you call yourself? Are you a pundit? Jester? I'm just another guy. (laughs) All right, Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about another subject with this Chiefs team 
and get your opinion on this since all of your other pundits have been talking about it a lot the last couple of days. Back after this, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, I wanted to have a conversation with you. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So, throughout the internet circles the last 24, 48 hours, there's been a lot of conversation about NFL MVP. We've hit the three-quarter pole. We're coming down the home stretch. And there have been, obviously, some candidates that have emerged as NFL MVP. Number one is, I believe, the reigning MVP, Todd Gurley, Mm -hmm. as he's had a terrific year. How about his quarterback, Jared Goff? Sure. Another terrific year for what many might consider to be the best team in the NFL. Number three, Drew Brees, veteran with one of the best offenses in the NFL with the Saints, having a terrific year, throwing for a ton of yards, a ton of touchdowns. Four, Philip Rivers, like we mentioned, Mr. Wine and Cheese himself, but he's had a terrific year stat He has been good. Number five, and who many believe could be the winner of this award, Patrick Mahomes. Who do you think should be the front runner for MVP going into these final four games? Because I think this award is almost impossible to pick right now. Then you can't forget Tom Brady either. Who do you think should be the front runner for this award? Because it's hard to pick right now because every team has four huge games left. Yeah, the, the I don't four, like saying who is the MVP, who is it going to be. Well, going into the final four games, I say, and this is not just because Kansas City is a team that we carry on our station, but Pat, what Patrick Mahomes has done is MVP worthy. Yes. Because, let's face it, you put an average quarterback with the Chiefs this year, even even Alex Smith, and, and not to be knocking Alex Smith, but with that defense, the Chiefs would be 500. And I think Drew Brees is going to be the other guy that's uh, – he's going to be – Drew Brees is going to be the sentimental favorite because he's 39. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's short like me. You know, he's a short guy. I don't know. I think he'd make you look really small. Well, he's he's only 5'10 or 5'11. He'd make you look really small. But uh, I, I still think Mahomes is the favorite. Uh, and another guy that you did mention but is getting a real groundswell, Aaron Donald. Yeah. For the Rams. He's had a pretty freaky defensive year. Because defensive linemen generally don't get very many sacks. It's normally your outside linebackers. Forced fumbles, touchdowns. Aaron Donald's leading the NFL in sacks as a defensive tackle. He's, he's a freak of nature. Would it be a stretch to say that if Patrick Mahomes continues this pace this year, at what will... He's sitting at 3,923 yards, so let's just call it 4,000. He's at 41 touchdowns with four games left. And he's averaging about three or four touchdowns a game. Right. So three or four times four, 12 to 16. 12 to 16 more touchdown passes 
is 55. But I don't think you're going to see him throw four against the Ravens. I don't think you'll see him throw four against the Chargers. That's just an average. But the Raiders, he could throw eight. Right. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen against the Raiders. Yeah. And who knows if he's going to play in Week 17. Yeah. But if Patrick Mahomes finishes above 50 passing touchdowns, and if he finishes above 5,000 yards, which well, very and the easily other thing, could happen. The other thing is, he's caught the imagination of the NFL. I mean, he's everywhere. The guy is everywhere. He's on commercials. I mean... He's just become kind of the must-see team. Let's face it, the Chiefs are probably the most polarizing team in the NFL. When they go on offense, you need to watch. Yeah. When they go back on defense, cover your eyes. Well, it's time to go to the refrigerator for two minutes, and then they'll give up a touchdown, and you can come back. But is it crazy to, to say and crazy to think that Patrick Mahomes might be having one of the best seasons as a quarterback ever? Is it crazy to think no, that? No, it's not. Because I don't think it is. No. And I think that's what people need to start realizing. And I think as we get a little closer to the end of this regular season, two or three more weeks from now, the numbers will start to get closer and closer to big-time NFL records. And numbers that have never been touched by anybody. Peyton Manning maybe in company, Tom Brady. Here's what I say. Look at the biggest games he's been in. The Rams, he throws what? Six touchdowns? Five touchdowns? Six. Six Patriots, what did he throw for? I think about 385. And about five or five touchdowns or something like that. 352 with four touchdowns. Yeah. So you look at his biggest games. And those are like his two worst games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the games they lost, I mean, he's been spectacular on prime time. He's been, at his, he's been at his best in the nighttime games. So I think right now, and, not, and again, it's not a homer pick. I think he's won. I think Breeze is too. Gurley's just having, you know, the kind of year, not quite as spectacular as last year because golf has thrown more touchdowns. So I think the golf-Gurley vote kind of gets split along with Donald. And then Tom Brady has been okay. He's had some games where he only had like 190 yards or 210 yards. So, you know, he's and he throws a lot. He doesn't throw the ball deep. Everything's a dink and dunk anymore with Brady because he doesn't have the arm strength. I'll just be interested to see how this is voted on, because I think there are so many worthy candidates. Well, and the other thing is, it's always, it seems like the East Coast or West Coast really, it's always the East Coast or West Coast guy for some reason. Maybe it's because Kansas City never has anybody win. Well. Because they're right in the middle and, well, haven't been that great. Well, I think the East Coast and West Coast looks at Kansas as a bunch of farmers. They just think that's all we do is farm. That's what you are. And Wizard of Oz, they think we're Dorothy and her ruby slippers and things like that. They're not even in Kansas. Well, close enough. Chefs, Missouri. Yeah. Well, I know that, but it's close enough. People in other places don't know that. Yeah. Hey Chiefs, you're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, we know." Yeah. <laughs> we we don't we're not we're never in Kansas. Good times. Yeah. All right, Steve, one more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim 96.7 FM KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 
Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, we've talked a little bit about the Heisman Trophy coming up on Saturday. Kyler Murray was named the AP Player of the Year today. And you still think it should be Kyler Murray as the Heisman, right? Or are you on the Tua bandwagon? I, I'm for Kyler Murray. But, I am too. But I, it just depends how early some of the guys turn their ballots in. Well, that's another problem. Why would you ever turn your ballot in before, before, before the conference right. championship game? I, I, I think Kyler Murray should win. I still think Tua is going to edge him out. But, boy, there's a real – the drums are beating pretty ra- loud right now for Kyler Murray. Steve, you want to see how smart we are? You want to well, see if we can prove to people how smart we I are? I know I'm not, so it doesn't matter. I think we did this last year, and we'll see if you've gotten any smarter. I haven't. You want to see how far we can go back with okay. correct Heisman Trophy winners? Okay. 2017. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield for OU. 2016. I, I'm going to give you the opportunity to answer them first, because I want I, you to be really smart. I, I don't. I'll be honest, I don't pay that close attention to it. I really don't. How about Lamar Jackson? Could have been. It was. Okay. 2015. You're, running back. Uh, Ingram. Mark Ingram was the Heisman winner in 2009. Oh, God. Same Not school, 2009? Though. Yeah. He's been in the NFL that long? Yeah. Oh, my God. 2015. Running back, Alabama. Currently plays for the Titans. Oh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. 2014. Give me a hint. Oregon. Uh, Mariota. There you go. 2013. Need a hint. He's a national champion. Quarterback in the NFC South. NFC South. Well, let's see. He was suspended for a couple of games this year. We've already mentioned him today. We've mentioned him today. Teammate of Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, Cam. Teammate of Kelvin Benjamin in college. Oh, uh, Florida State. So who would have been Florida State? I don't even remember who Florida State. How about Jameis Winston? Oh, you got it. You got it. Jameis. Winston. How about 2012? I told you I don't pay attention to this award. It doesn't really. It's he's no, not in the NFL anymore. Tebow, quarterback. Tebow. No. I don't know. Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. Oh uh, God, has it been that long? You you are just way ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm 2011. He is in the NFL. He is a quarterback. I think he's the third string for whichever team he's on. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> I don't know. It's brutal. I don't How know. about RG3? Oh. Baylor. Yeah. 2010. I know you know this one. He's a former NFL MVP. Had a little scandal with this Heisman Trophy award. National champion. Well, I, I said Cam Newton. Cam Newton. 2009. Ingram. There you go. Okay. 2008. You're making me look bad. 2008. Quarterback. Just, Still in the league. What team? He's I, I think he's on the Cardinals. I think he was benched. Bradford. There you go. They cut him. 2007. I don't know. You got it. Come on. He's like the most polarizing college football player ever. The most polarizing? Well, he was loved. I don't know. How about Timmy Tebow? Oh. 2006. I don't know if you'll get this one. Yeah, but give me a team. Ohio State. Eddie George. No. <laughs> Eddie George was like that was 19, only like a decade ni- earlier. That's like 1994. Ohio State. He's uh, a quarterback. Did not win a national championship. Lost, lost in the championship game to Florida. I don't know. Troy Smith. He's now, sort of he, he's sort he of one is, you can forget. Yeah, he because he went and played for Baltimore and never he was like a backup forever. At Baltimore. 2005 and this one might have been vacated. Um, it wasn't Cam. Uh, let's see. 
I know I should know this because yeah, was, you should. He's it, part of like one of the best college football teams ever. It was controversial. Uh, Vince Liner. Young came in second. Matt Liner. I don't no. know. No, Reggie Bush. Oh yeah, yeah. It was taken away from him. Two thousand four. Liner. There you go. Look yeah. at that. You got it. Yeah. Two thousand three. I don't know. Quarterback at Oklahoma. Lost to LSU in the championship game. Jason White. Also lost to K-State in the Big 12 championship game. Yep, Jason White. Another guy. 2002, this is one I have to think a little harder on. I think it was Maurice Claret. I didn't think he ever won a Heisman. Let's look. 2000. I, I have it pulled up, but I, I haven't been looking at it. Yeah. 2002 was not Maurice Claret. Yeah. But it was another guy who's played in the NFL for a long time. Aqib Talib. That was a really bad pick. He was on the Bengals. He was on the Cardinals. Quarterback. Oh, uh, Carson Palmer. Yeah, USC. 2001. I told you. I Nebraska don't Cornhuskers. Crouch. Eric Crouch. 2000. Florida State. God, there's been so many Florida State guys. Um, He's got a real interesting name. I don't know. Chris Winky. Oh, and he... Floundered. One more. Let's go two more. Three more. No, no. 1999. I don't I don't know either. Ron Dane. 1998 running back. Might have had a couple of... The Great Dane. 1998 running back from Texas. Might have been a big fan of marijuana. Ricky. Ricky Williams. 1997 defensive back. Woodson. Michigan. Charles Woodson. Look at that. See, you're smarter than you think. Well, no. You're a smart man. I, I don't pay attention to the Heisman Trophy that much. I really don't. You should. Well, considering how big of a college football fan you are. Yeah, that's true. All right, Steve. Tomorrow we got to talk a lot about bullpup basketball taking on the Derby Panthers, and we got to mention get to the roundhouse at the start of the girls' game. They deserve your support. You got matching, game of the year, matching state champions, the six A champion, last year's four A D one champion. This is going to be colossal. Kennedy Brown, one of the top one hundred players in the entire country. Get there and support the girls just as you would the boys. It's going to be a fun one tomorrow night from inside the Roundhouse. ton of area games going on tonight and a ton going on on Friday night as well. And tomorrow night, best rivalry west of the Mississippi. That's right. Inman, Mound Ridge. Ridger Nation. Nothing better. All right, Steve, wrapping up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.